Well, let's get into it. Well, welcome to that coffee show. This is season two, the long-awaited season two. I am your host, Ben Glee, and we have a very, very special guest joining us today to talk all things green coffee and, you know, just subtly might be revolutionising the industry. Uh, Caleb Holstein. Caleb, give us a yell, mate. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us, mate. That's... um very flattering. I hope I can live up to it, but yeah. Why? Well, you know what? You can. You yeah. definitely can. Uh, and most people, if you're listening to this, uh, you will have probably met Caleb. He's a bit of a networker. Uh, <laughs> he definitely gets around the coffee traps a fair bit, which is great. He's in and out of cafes. Yeah, I uh, yeah, been been doing it for a long time, and I, I like to get around. And it's my favourite part of it. So just getting out and yeah. peopling. There's so many good people in our industry, so any chance I have to meet them or do something with them, I'm, I'll jump at it. So, uh, much like today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you, man. It's it's great. It's great to have you in the studio and chatting. The new studio. Mate. It's taken a little while, but we're it's, we're there. It's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Oh, thanks, yeah. man. Well, hopefully an exciting uh, year ahead for all of us. Mm. So, speaking of which, we've got you on the show. Uh, not just because you're a good bloke and, <laughs> and a part of the industry and everyone uh, loves to have a chat with Caleb, but uh, there's some pretty exciting things launching yeah. very, very soon that yeah. you've been working on a while. Uh, so, uh, you know, I don't think I'm letting the cat out of the bag. No, no, not at we all. We talk mate. about that there's a program about to launch and actually maybe, mm. just maybe, if we both have our ducks in a row at the right time. It could be today. It could be today. It when you be. guys are listening to it, you yeah. could be able to actually see this all happening in real time. But yeah. uh, it is Green Square. Correct. And, and tell us a little bit about it, man. Yeah, so Green Square is, um, is a project that I've been working on with my co-founders for almost three years now in the background. Wow. Uh, so we've been charging away working on it. Um, and basically, as like an overarch of what Green Square is, Green Square is a, a software platform that Correct. helps coffee roasters manage all of their procurement of green coffee all the way through to booking contracts and actually drawing down those products from not just one trader, but actually from a variety of traders. Yeah. So it's really exciting in that sense to be able to solve a lot of the problems that I experienced in, in my career in roasting yeah. coffee and consulting of kind of facilitating and manage, okay, wait, who sent us this sample? Okay, what price was it? Where is it? Okay, wait, we're drawing down this contract. Are we out? Do we yeah. have more left? Where are we up to? Yeah. And actually having to manage like quite complex spreadsheets yes. across multiple suppliers to try and figure out where we're at. Just I mean, to make sure everything's covered. Yeah, and, you know. and to really, it's the core product. Like we're coffee roasters. So yeah. we need to know where our coffee is, what it is, how mm. much we have, who's it from, and, and when's it going to be here. And it's a very complicated process to do that. So yeah, yeah when's we it going to be here? That's a, that's, <laughs> that's, that, a, that's a big one, especially at the moment. Isn't exactly. It? Yeah, so it's just, we saw a lot of um, duplication in communication and resources from both coffee roasters and coffee traders. Yeah. So we started an exploration kind of process uh, with myself and my co-founder. So as a little background, I'm... Yeah, give us a bit of background <laughs> for sure. I'm one of four <laughs> founders of the project. Um, so it's myself, Chris Meyer, who is based in Australia with me, and then also Jan and Marius, who are our software kind of heading up that side of it, who are both yeah. based in Berlin. And so you're the main coffee guy. Yeah, the boys all have experience in coffee. Their backgrounds are definitely more tech. So uh, both Jan and Marius, uh, Marius's background is like a full stack tech developer leading projects. So 
basically, uh, unless he was one of our co-founders, we wouldn't have been able to get that kind of talent. Like we're super lucky to have him and he has been amazing for our team. Um, and then Jan's background was, Jan's background was working in digitizing non-digital in- industries wow. for the German government. So it was really, hey, this is a paper process, but it's actually outdated and it needs to be updated. Wow. And he would take them through that process of actually, how do we get there? How do we not just digitize a paper process? How do we actually optimize it in the same sense? Because mm. a lot of the things we do in this space aren't necessarily relevant once we remove a lot of the challenges. Yeah. Um, so we've been super lucky to have his kind of leadership in that space of like, how do we get this in front of people and how do we actually help them to to yeah. use it and function with it, which has been exciting. And then Chris, our CEO and and, and one of our co-founders uh, who's based here in Sydney or just up from here in Sydney, um, <laughs> is uh, his background is like behavioral economics and, and sure. finance. So it's really the understanding of the flow of, of kind of income, how it goes and, and mm. who it really affects in that process. Um, but he really has like shone a light on the processes that we do in our industry yep. that actually are duplicated because of like flaws in a non-digital system. Interesting. So he's really assisted us in actually identifying that. And then obviously my background was coffee roasting and consulting. So had a little bit of experience from both the roasters challenges from sure. kind of all sizes from, you know, quite a small roaster all the way up to scale roasters and the challenges yeah. they face. Yep. And a lot of those don't actually change. They actually just get harder and harder the further you get up the channel. So <laughs> the guys who are running big companies know how hard it is to do that. Wow. Um, so yeah, that's kind of our, our little insight to it. And, and, and so like, that's great. That's, mm. that, that's very comprehensive. Uh, for somebody that's listening at the moment that is in coffee, maybe they're a coffee roaster, what would you say Green Square does like in a sentence? Yeah, so Green Square gives you one central place yeah. to manage your entire green coffee procurement. Yeah, so, so that's... You can search on there. So we have, uh, when we go live, we're going live on the 20th of Feb. Um, so when we go live, we'll have, uh, yeah. I think we're on track to have over 300 products live. Yep. And that'll be updating every single week as we are onboarding more and more traders. Um, but we'll have over 300 products that you can search from. You yeah. can actually shortlist them. So maybe you're not looking to procure them just yet or you don't yeah. even need a sample yet, but you just want to create a catalog to go, I want to come back to this. Yeah, you go, That's that guy's got some interesting coffee or that yeah. trader's got some interesting coffee. It's it's also the sense that when you're on the platform, it's really important that it's not a spam space. So sure. it's, it's not a space that you can just go register to. We actually authorize and verify both parties that are on the platform. So wow. you know straight away you're you're talking to a reputable coffee trader who's based and, and able to sell in country. Yes. So in Australia in this scenario. And then you also know as a trader that you're able to actually work with a roaster who is a coffee roaster. Yeah. It's not someone who's going to be wasting your time. So there is a verification process, but yeah, it's basically going to manage your entire procurement of your coffee. That's amazing. And and it is. It's I've had a little sneak peek behind the curtain yeah. and it does look uh, really intuitive and really simple to use and I think will help connect people to very good coffee and then also mm. connecting people that want really good coffee and they know exactly what they want or, you, you know, so sort of targeting that market. I think it's great on both sides of the fence, like you were saying. So it's mm. not just a site for coffee roasters, it's a site for people that want to sell a product. Yeah, it, it's definitely that. The big goal for us is we just saw the amount of resources that both parties were having to do the same work. Yeah. So basically, roasters having to manage their contracts, make sure they're up to date, even manage their live costings for and sure. things like that. And it's really hard to find where that information is. Even if we're looking to do a new marketing campaign or a new single origin, mm. hang on, where's all the media? And then we have to go back to the trader and ask for it. And then the trader has to go find it and try and get it to us. So if we can create a dynamic space where that communication is tracked and yeah. it's also access to that information is allowed... Then Perfect. straight away we go, okay, cool. We ordered this on Green Square. There's all the 
the imagery there's all the information we can download it or we can even just give our you know if we're a big enough company our marketing team can have access to it to go view the products sure. and go awesome we've got those preloaded yeah we're ready to rock we're ready to go so we've got all the info yeah we we see it as a it's a our, our, our tool is is providing multiple solutions so it's really hard to give us our one sentence answer yeah but our but our big goal I think is you did. I think you did pretty well on the one sentence <laughs> yeah. answer. And then we've kind of expanded into it, oh, but, but, I, I which could is great. for hours. <laughs> and you, and you, yes, you're yeah. definitely good. But you mentioned the verification process. Mm. So uh, I think that's probably something that would be worth touching on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, which is, you know, as a roaster, how would you go through that verification process? So ro- roasters can head to our website and, um, and what we call like pre-register. So they can sign up on the platform. So yep. a member of our team will get in touch with you within 48 hours Great. with a verification process. So that's just to confirm um, your ABN, some business details to make sure. sure that you are a trading uh, roasting company in Australia. Yeah. And if that first process is seamless and works fine, then you'll be verified and you'll get a link to be able to log in and actually start having access to the platform. Perfect. So it's usually a process at the moment we're completing them within about... It's about 12 hours completion time right. if the information gets back quick enough. Yeah. But it's just an important process to us to make sure that every user on the platform is actually... Legit. Right? Yeah, and yeah. really make sure it's secured because it is a new space that we're kind of delving in. We we kind of experience kind of B2C platforms yep. everywhere at yeah. the moment. But a B2B, there's a different level of, of uh, scrutiny and, and importance on knowing both parties and also yeah. knowing if you are both parties, who can see see what about what? Yes. So it's an interesting one to touch on why we do a verification is as a roaster, I get verified, I hop onto Green Square and I go search for products. Yep. I can see all the traders on the platform, but I may not be able to see what we call a price guide. Sure. So I have to connect with them to request that. And they can go, oh, cool, I can see this information about you now to yep. know that you are an Australian roaster. Yes, I'm going to allow you to see my price guide. Yeah. And right. then you start a connection. So up until that point, as a roaster, it's really good to know that if I log into Greensquare, you're not going to get spammed by traders. Great. They can't see you unless you connect with them. And Fantastic. It's, and it's always what we call user permission schemes that both parties have to agree before information is shared between them. Sure. So it's a really important process that kind of comes down to why we verify as well. Yeah, and why it's taken probably a long time to build a system that, that operates in... Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a highly complex, and this is where Marius and the boys, as they're based in Berlin, they're probably turning in their sleep whenever I start to talk <laughs> about our tech stack. But we actually have built it in a system of microservices. Right. So this is actually um, it is a little bit of a slower process, hencing us taking this time. Mm-hmm. But it's also understanding the processes that are applied across an industry, because yeah. no trader is the same, no roaster is the same, and the way they want to manage isn't the same. So we've had to build a system that's actually quite malleable for them to be able to procure in the way they like and to trade in the way they like. Yes. So by doing it in a microservice sense, it allows us to rapidly evolve and update with yep. no downtime on a platform. So we won't be down for loading or, or this because we've actually taken the longer road to get there and build a more malleable system, which is exciting. Yeah, that sounds... Uh, it gets very nerdy, but look, it's, that's my little one tech stack the boys have explained <laughs> to me. And it's uh, it's working really, really well. Uh, all right, let's, um, let's shift gears for a second. We're drinking some coffee mm. In, uh, in the studio today. And it's something that Caleb has brought in especially uh, to drink. So I'm curious to know what it is. I, yeah. I actually don't even know yet. I'm about to pick it up and drink it. I'll so give you the rap sheet. Give, yeah. give me a little run on what we're drinking. Um, yeah, so today I brought in some coffee that was actually roasted by my wife. Um, yeah. yeah, and she's awesome. Yeah, Just yeah. So she runs uh, a small uh, cafe and roasting business called Local Hero Coffee yeah. Roasters. Um, so yeah, I'm super proud like to get any chance I get to drink or, sh- or kind of share her coffee. Um, yeah, this is tasty. Yeah. So 
I kind of asked Ben a question before we started today. I was like, do you want wild or mild? And that's really kind of crucial to how Alicia presents uh, yeah. coffee. So Els always presents coffee in those two formats to make it as approachable for people as possible to understand sure. what we're looking for. So today I actually picked one of her favorite coffees, which is a um, it's an Ethiopian uh, Shantawini from the De Bensa Cooperative. Um, it's a gorgeous coffee. It's anaerobic natural. That's absolutely delicious. Yeah. yeah. So this was actually our last roast of it. So we just finished our last roast, but we've also just booked our next, the next season of it. So we've yeah. got some more coming. So, so, yeah. so shout out to, uh, to Alicia and, um, local hero. Uh, yeah. if you want to get on and taste some of her coffees, like where can they find her? Yeah. She's got an Instagram. There's a little web store. They're down Perfect. in Bado Bay. If you want to drop in and drink some delicious coffee but i grew up in Bato bay yeah so mate we're it's very lucky where it is is it's basically all of our friends have bought houses around <laughs> it so we were like we should put a cafe there and yeah it's great that's it's, so our, good. it's our little uh central perk all of our mates just go there to catch up so that's great i do like sneaking over every now and then <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah when i'm in that uh part of the neighborhood yeah but yeah. a little a little shout out about this coffee actually yeah. is i always like to talk about lots of details behind a coffee so i get a little bit nerdy on mm. it but a really important one for me was actually this one was brought into australia by a company called inter-american yeah um, right. so that's a coffee trader so sometimes like a coffee consumer might think, oh, that's a roaster, that's a coffee, they've, mm-hmm. they've bought it from Ethiopia. But there's really important people in the middle of it. Who, oh, absolutely. Who provide these long-term relationships. Because yeah. as a small business, maybe we can only buy like 30 kilos yeah. or 100 kilos of a certain coffee. Yep. But they produce thousands of kilos. And they need to find a home for those kilos because there's only certain coffees that we as a, as a consumer like at yeah. our cafe or at our business. So yeah, that was brought in by Inter America and it's a delicious, delicious coffee. So oh, it's- yeah. It's tasting pretty good. What are the tasting notes on it? Uh, for me, it's like quite a tropical coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is our last roast of last season. Um, mm. So it's kind of changed its profile over that time, but we're still getting like blueberries. Yeah. We did have like a strong kind of um, cooked pineapple vibe as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's delicious, delicious coffee. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. me, I'm tasting the, definitely some cooked pineapple in there. Yeah. Like kind of uh, strawberry, yeah. some really nice strawberry jammy kind of flavor. Mm. Uh, I might be a little bit biased, but I love it. <laughs> no, well, it's absolutely delicious. Mm. Uh, to me, oh, yeah, like that strawberry, blueberry, oh, mm. man, like all of the fun stuff, right? Yeah. The big thing for me was also um, just the way that we that I brew this coffee and the way that mm. Alicia brews this coffee is um, taking an approach to it that is that kind of challenged my thoughts around brewing. So this was, I yeah, brewed this talk as, a, about as a V60 for you. Yes. What we did was um, I actually brewed it at 88 degrees. Mm-hmm. So that was um, that was a technique that was kind of, brought to me via someone yep. but it's actually someone else who had shone the light on it but um yeah there's a um, brew theory yeah. uh, anthony yeah. her, he works really closely with um a good friend of mine bora Jin, and yeah. she was she Shout was to bora. yeah gotta love bora <laughs> bora's my coffee sister um <laughs> but yeah great. boz kind of showed me that of like once we start to play with more natural mm. or anaerobic or more extended fermentation kind of coffees it's yes. actually really nice to actually lower that temperature because it takes mm. less to extract the sugar content um and yeah it's it's been amazing so like yeah we brewed that at 88 degrees and it was a, yeah. like a one to 15 so one part coffee to 15 parts water yep and just a standard like four six method so just broke it up into five parts and um yeah it's kind of really emphasizes and, and can mm. start to even make them a little bit more delicate yeah, I find, yeah. which is really nice so. well it tastes um it tastes fantastic mm. yeah oh i like, enjoy it <laughs> Kind of getting a little bit of cola, mm. cola nut on there as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah it's just coffee. it's just layered. 
That's mm. what I find. It's just got layers and it kind of keeps happening as it cools. And, and I think that'd go well in an iced coffee too, wouldn't mm. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be amazing. You know, just, a, mm. just a little sneaky summer one. I could literally have it everywhere. I've, I've <laughs> used it in a milk blend. Like we yeah. had it in milk blends last year. Wow. As like a little kind of feature in the back of a milk blend. But yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's it's... It's a delicious coffee. So shout out to Elle uh, and local hero coffee yeah. roasters doing a good job. Go check them out. Yeah, I've had some great, some cracker coffees from her. Check yeah. out the wild. Check out the mild if that's what you're into. It's all happening. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and now a quick word from our episode partner. Hello, friends. I'm here today to talk to you about a very serious matter. No, it's not world peace. It's something much more important. Your coffee. You see, coffee is like your best friend. It's always there for you when you need it. It picks you up when you're down, and it never judges you for drinking too much. But here's the thing. Not all coffee is created equal. Sure, you could just go to your favourite coffee shop, but that does require putting on pants. On the other hand, you could simply just subscribe to Glee's online coffee delivery service and get the same quality coffee delivered directly to your doorstep. Now I know what you're thinking, but why would I need a coffee subscription? I can just buy coffee at the store. Well my friend, let me ask you this. Have you ever woken up in the morning, stumbled into your kitchen and realised you're out of coffee? It's an actual nightmare. With a Glee coffee subscription, you'll never run out of coffee again. It's like having a magical coffee genie that grants your every caffeine wish. So if you're a coffee lover like me, do your taste buds a solid and check out Glee Coffee's online subscription service today at gleecoffee.com.au. Bye. All right, so you are a little bit of a, like you said, you, you get around places a lot with coffee. Yeah. Uh, have you got your top five places to hit in Sydney? Oh, that's a that's a hard one. Um, so <laughs> let's start with your top place to hit because that's going to be even harder. Yeah, it's really hard. Like it's hard because um, so uh, I so obviously I mentioned Bora Gin. Yeah. Um, myself and Bora have a, a kind of a project and a YouTube series by a, like we call it Coffee Curators. Yeah, and we literally just shot our tour of Merrickville in like the last week. Ooh. So this is just something we do as a passion project. We have like a rotational subscription and a and a YouTube series around that basically just showcasing our favorite things of the coffee industry and our favorite roasters is what we showcase in the subscription. And then we try and get out to some of our favorite cafes and things like that. Um, But we just did Marrickville. So Marrickville's like... Well, how about about we do your top in Marrickville? Let's do that. Because it's some... It was even hard. Like we had to cut some from the video because otherwise it would have been like an hour and a half (laughs) video because I love so many places. Like I... I'm really lucky because of um, the career I've had and the types of coffees that I've been exposed to. Yeah. I have a really... um, I have a really lucky opportunity of like, I can kind of enjoy coffee in so many different ways. Yeah, It's not like that is the type of coffee I like. I like how people want to showcase coffee. So I really like to see how they interpret it and how they put it out there. So like That's we, so we had a list of like 17 cafes in Marrickville. Wow. And it was so hard to narrow it down. So Bora had to make the cut because <laughs> she's a lot more organized than I am. But, um, but my top pick is at the moment and, and does go for a long time. I'm gonna to have to give so many honourable mentions. I feel bad even saying one, but I I will say. All right, well let's let's just let's reframe it a different way. Yeah. You're, um, you, coffee <laughs> coffee is about to become extinct, and you have one place to go. I, Everyone's about to run out of coffee yeah. tomorrow. 
you're in Marrickville and you go, this is going to be my last coffee at least for uh, yeah. the next three years? It, it, Where are you it, going? Re, it kind of definitely reassures my answer. But it would be um, Double Tap. Double Tap? Yeah, okay. so Double Tap's a, a small little place and it's just the vibes. Like their coffee's amazing. They have a they have a little three kilo Mill City um, okay. that they were roasting on in store, but then they actually now roast out of the ECRE facility yep. Yep. with Noir and the guys because um, they just kind of outgrew it, which was awesome. That's great. Um, but their coffee is so wholesome, and the best thing I can describe it is the way uh, Bora said it the other day when we drank the coffee. She goes, "This is how I want people like I want to serve coffee." Yeah, because it's so approachable, and it's so like it's the highest quality. Like yeah. it's such yeah. good quality. So Dan. I believe Dan, the owner and the head roaster for them, actually was the head roaster for Alchemy back in the day, yeah, which right. holds a real like special spot in my heart because Alchemy was like, that's coffee. That was a spot, wasn't it? Yeah, when it I was really coming up, was. it was like, you'd go to Sydney, it's like, you go to Alchemy, that's mm. coffee. Like what Hazel and the guys are doing there was crazy. Um, so yeah, I, I always think of that spot because I literally leave there with a full heart, a full palate, <laughs> a full belly. Like everything they do is amazing and yeah, yeah big yeah, shout yeah. outs to them. Wow. But there's also like lots of notable mentions like Black Market, Honor, Roseville. I'm going to forget someone. We got the DeLuca guys, Matinee. Like there's so many good spots there. Like, yeah. That is true. Yeah. Like you. I spent a lot of time in Marigold in my career. So I have like a big, big soft spot. You know, you know all the back streets and all the little spots. There's there's too many good ones. But yeah, I always think Double Tap because it might be one that you could miss if you didn't know about it. Yeah. But it's a must go. A must go. Yeah. Yeah. And just tapping into your uh, coffee consulting side mm. of your brain uh, that you were talking about, like not necessarily it just being the coffee that's amazing because there's a lot of places you can go for great coffee and mm. that's totally fair. Uh, and you were saying, you know, this is so wholesome. Like their coffee is incredible. But what, you know, to you as somebody that is going into coffee places regularly yeah. or cafes regularly, what are a couple of little things that you look for that will separate someone from being, say, an ordinary cafe, and no offence to ordinary, yeah, like yeah. They're, they're around, uh, to where you start to go, oh, this is that cut above, That this is that little bit different. Yeah, I think my thing's always, um, it's customer service. Yeah, right. Like, it's when people say, what specialty coffee? Like, is there a grade or is there a mm. score that cuts off specialty coffee service? And I think no matter if you buy the highest, you're buying sure. 90 plus coffees. Yeah. You have to have specialty coffee as well as specialty service. I think that's super important. Yes. Because I think there's a, sometimes there's a dynamic kind of problem or, or institutional problem in our industry of uh, coffee being a little bit separated. Sure. So it's like you, you feel uncomfortable as a regular consumer who likes a flat white and yeah. kind of wonders why does this one taste different to this one? And I kind of like that more, but I don't know why. Yes. You might walk into a cafe and you can sometimes be confronted by something that makes you feel like you're not welcome. Right. Or it might be like, oh, you don't know that. And it's like, yeah. what do you mean? Like, I've had the experience of people asking me to be like, hey, can we go to that cafe? And I was like, oh, so lovely. Like, sure. We don't hang out that often. You want to go to a cafe with me? Yeah. That's so lovely. And they go, then I realized afterwards, they were like, yeah, I just didn't feel comfortable to go there in case they asked me a question I didn't know the answer for. Which I... It's funny. That it's should very, never be the case. Right? And I think we take it for granted as coffee professionals sometimes that we know sure. these things. We know what a natural coffee is or what a wash coffee is. Or we know that if someone says, oh, do you want this like this or this? You you know how to answer. So I always think it's 100% about um, it's about the, the customer service and, and just like how you treat people. I love that. Yeah. And uh, what you just said, you know, about natural and, and a few little things. I was on a uh, podcast the mm. other day in that 
different situation where I wasn't surrounded by coffee professionals. I was surrounded by a professional chef and a uh, life management coach. And, you know, we were drinking a coffee and they asked me about it. I said, oh, well, this is a a honey process. Mm. Uh, And I said, which, you know, uh, like, as you know, it's got nothing to do with honey. And they just looked at me and went, what? Wait. Yeah. Yeah. And then again, can you explain that? Because we've got no idea when we see honey on yeah. coffee. We we naturally, as people that are not in the industry and don't understand, we think well, that's got a, something to do with honey being yeah. in Honey's in a it. consumable product. So maybe that just means they put honey in it. Like, yeah. it, it naturally makes sense. So, yeah, I think just making, um, like, any place that actively makes high quality coffee approachable I'm, yeah. I'm all here for it and i think that's the best and i think it's even the spaces that allow people to be comfortable and know when they want to have a talk about coffee and when they don't yeah it's like if you walk into a cafe and i even get it sometimes where it's like i walk into a cafe and i'm having a coffee and like i don't feel like talking about it i just want a coffee yes and that's okay but like i think that's part of the customer service is knowing when to engage and how to engage with people yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. So presenting a place that's open and, and welcome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, I think there's so many good places that are doing it now. But I just like a big uh, dream of mine would be like removing the stigma of like coffee douchebags. Oh, because please. like like they're they're out there. I've yeah. been one of them before. Like I've done it. <laughs> yeah, we, we guilty as charged, right? But it's, like, <laughs> but yeah, it's just that 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 opportunity of like remembering. Um, that these guys do 90 other things in the day and they're just getting a cuppa. So let's yes. make sure that's good and let's make sure they feel comfortable getting it. Or, oh my gosh. Yeah. So true. But yeah, I get a little bit like passionate about that. <laughs> well, it, it, it's that thing of just like, you know, specialty coffee. We don't want it to remain a small uh, part of the sector. Yeah. Like specialty coffee is for everybody, right? It's for everyone to experience. And there's, and, and, you know, you know, there's purists mm. and there's all this kind of thing, but that people are on a journey, right? Mm. Like whether you're a purist, whether you're the guy that's just started drinking coffee and you're going, man, like yeah. I, I'm just trying to figure this out. You know, I like to say to people, like, there's no stupid questions. Yeah. Even the like what you would say the most silly is like I had someone ring me up once and said, oh, you've got um, chocolate and um, or was it like brown sugar mm. on your bag? can I get coffee that doesn't have that in it mm. like next time? Yeah, 100%. And, and you go like, no, no, that's that's not an ingredient. That was a flavor uh, profile, but you don't make people feel silly. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's, that's... It's always a challenge. In that sense, I, I think and kind of define it in a way of there's like, and I think it's probably true to my entire career, everything I'm trying to do or everything I have done in our industry is driving towards this is like the gatekeepers of our industry. Mm. So we are, an un, we are an unstructured and there is no clear kind of elevation path of higher learning in the coffee industry sure, it's not like yeah. if we become a chef we go to culinary school we do this 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 mm. and we are now a certified chef and we can go to higher learning in the coffee industry you get a job because you're in between stuff or yeah. you kind of find it interesting but then the steps aren't there which is amazing but it also allows in some that, ways it is right yeah, yeah but then i think it has naturally allowed people to rise up and then mm. to realize hang on there's nothing stopping anyone else from getting here so they start to create create even subconsciously gatekeeper mentality yeah. which creates that coffee douchebag or coffee hipster kind of <laughs> thoughts of like moving them to the side or, or kind of separating ourselves from people. So I think any opportunity we have to step and kind of remove gatekeepers yeah. in our industry or remove scenarios that create a gatekeeper mentality is actually really good. So I think about it in like the way we talk about coffee in the shop. I think yeah. about it the way we actually have access to roasting. So like over my career, yeah, the, oh, absolutely. the introduction of like technology and like roasting softwares and mm. things like that, like, you know, for example, moving from 
I started roasting writing every 30 seconds I'd write the temperature that was sure, the beam yeah. in the drum and in the airflow and I'd write it and then the next one write it and then I realized that actually by the input of technology that's easier because oh not everyone gosh. would be able to to f- like understand and do that that quickly yep. and it's actually really challenging so the input of a technology like a crop star allows me to do that better so it's a little yeah. segue but I think that's actually oh, no. part it, of our gatekeeper breakdown is what we're trying to do with green square exactly right yeah like, like it's very similar to to what cropster did mm. uh in terms of uh profiling yeah you know, and uh artisan you know is very similar for sure although i would say cropster is more of that collaborative uh you know market than yeah. artisan artisan like they're both incredible programs there's so many out there like there are really good softwares but the big thing that i always just say is it's like I think by breaking down gatekeepers, we give access mm. to information. Yeah. So it's it's the flow of information in our industry that is going to allow us to break down these gatekeeping scenarios. Mm. So it's the flow of information that if we can actually visibly see how we're roasting a product and the effects of it, and we can record it and capture it and then learn from it and reuse it in the future, yes. we're going to be compoundingly getting better. Oh, so and, and we've already seen it. It's the same in a bar. If we can record the extraction of a brew yeah. and how it's resulting and the feedback, then it, we can get better. Yes. If we re- can record our till sales and see that special items are working or doing better, then we can improve and we can we can grow. Yes, It's the exact same if we can record our purchasing of green coffee and our sourcing of green coffee, we can mm. learn from it and we can actually use the data of, our, of, of what we've done historically and how it's worked and how it hasn't worked and learn from it. And learn and get better. Yeah, so I think those things are always helping us kind of break down gatekeepers and like... I think about it across the entire industry, but a little bit of a rabbit hole, sorry. <laughs> no, it's a great rabbit yeah. hole to go down. Uh, it has completely, uh, th- those things have changed our industry mm. uh, and so much for the better. And I think, you know, with Green Square, you're looking at the same kind of thing is I think it could be a real uh, milestone in the industry to have software that puts the control uh, well and truly in the roaster, really gives yeah. them tools to support their business growth and projection and moving forward and management uh, along with connecting the right people to the right people uh, within the industry. I think that yeah. is incredible. It's it's one of those things like in the goal of assisting roasters, it's identifying that the challenges that I experienced in my career weren't because of me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They were actually fundamental challenges in our industry that everyone had experienced. Mm-hmm. And when we start to realize that, that's when we said, okay, there might be something here. So, we're really lucky with Green Square to have a, an advisory board. Yeah. Um, so we have Ann Cooper and Saxon Wright. So Ann Cooper is the founder of Equilibrium Coffee Roasters. Sure, if anyone yeah, yeah. hasn't heard of Ann or if you want to know more about coffee roasting, she's the person to go to. She's um, a great resource, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, Ann, Ann is the person who, when I was a little baby barista wondering how does coffee get roasted, mm-hmm. I always thought it was companies and brands. And then I heard about this lady called Ann Cooper who was a roaster. Yeah. And it put a face to the name. Like I yes. didn't realize that it was a human who did this. <laughs> it sounds bizarre to say that, but it's no, like... No, no, you're right. She was a real kind of um, eye-opening person yeah. and, and also the way she shares information. So we've been really lucky to have her and then also Saxon Wright, who's the founder of Pablo Rusty's, uh, Pablo and Rusty Coffee Roasters and uh, Husky Cup. Yes. And to kind of have both of them uh, uh, with us along this journey and also mm. understanding that the challenges that I've experienced with myself, my own businesses and my customers actually happen out there in the world for everyone sure so yes. Anne's experience of actually training i described that she trains trains the next generation of coffee roasters in yeah. australia which is across the world also yeah i mean she was very busy before COVID internationally yeah i'm not sure how 
you know, I'm sure yeah. it's opening back up again slowly. Yeah, she's, but, uh, she's always busy. Like, she's yeah. just a wealth of knowledge in the way she presents stuff. But understanding the kind of um, challenges that all her clients are facing mm. and how they're facing it and that it's it's actually a process that is we need to uh, kind of aid and, and, and assist this. And then also seeing from Saxon's experience of, like, starting Pablo and Rusty's and really growing it to be a really amazing, substantial kind of coffee roasting business now. Yes. To see the challenges they've faced along that journey. Yep. And it's there is a there is a bottleneck on that and kind of a gatekeeper situation on that procurement process. Sure. It's yeah, yeah, taken absolutely. it's taken extensively complex spreadsheets for them to get there. And mm. they have to be maintained and the resources required for them to be maintained are very like laborsome <laughs> and high. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's it's really interesting to see that. But yeah, we're super lucky to have a team like them around us and supporting us to to kind of learn. Oh man, yeah. sounds like uh, sounds like you're onto a good thing. Yeah, starting yeah. in Australia, heading potentially internationally in the next couple of years. So yeah. any uh, any guys that are listening overseas that are going, oh my gosh, um, <laughs> we'll that sounds amazing. Yeah. I want to get involved in that or i want to sign up for that um at the moment it's australia only is that correct yeah so 20th the way we launch um is actually in what we call consumption markets yep. because there is actually different needs in different consumption Absolutely. markets and it's really important that the buyer and the seller so the roaster and the trader are actually having the ability to connect in that consumption market mm. so that's the way we work so we will launch in australia uh on the 20th of february this year uh we then are scheduled to launch in america in um 2024 yep uh, the really exciting thing for us is we've actually, the way we've raised funds we um, has been a whole process and a learning curve because mm. it takes a lot to really build these processes and, and it's it's in a, there was a time when we started to talk to certain trading companies and roasters about this and they go, honestly, that sounds amazing, but it's impossible. Yeah. And that was like, uh, you know me well, Ben, but it was like a little, that was a little like, I was a little <laughs> mark. Like, that was a oh, little it's mark. impossible, is it? Yeah, I was like, watch us. Yeah, and then like, and and we drove towards it, but it was there was never a no that doesn't work. It was mm. a it's too hard. So we've seen that like by doing these things and actually approaching a consumer market is a really important step for us. Um, but also in our raising money and the way we've raised money, we've actually now taken on um, our first uh, U.S. investors in the project, Great. which is really exciting because they're they're ingrained in the uh, American coffee scene and yep. they actually have a really good understanding of basically to decide whether they would invest in, in our project, they went and talked to as many roasters and traders in the country and said, are these the problems you're having? Yeah. And would something like this solve that? And they got renowned, like re, like it was yeses across the board. Well, they invested. Exactly. <laughs> so it was a really good proof for us. But um, but yeah, so saying that we where things are really gearing up for, for the US um, in, in 2024, we'll be, we will be at SEA. Um, yep, so great. We'll be at SEA. Which is um, super exciting. So yeah, anyway. So anyone US, listening in America yeah. that wants to yeah, find out up. a little bit we'll, more, uh, we'll be we'll be pretty busy, but we'll we'll be there and we'll be um I'll be doing my putting my networking hat on. Yep. Um. But yeah, it's really exciting. Like, we do have a uh, we'll, we'll be spending some time while we're in the US um with the team from Cropstar. Yeah. Cool. So naturally, we have a lot of integration and opportunities with them. Uh, Norbert and the team have been a, a really good resource to us uh, along this way, and we we have some foundational kind of agreements and understandings about how our systems can work together. That's great. Because we can actually solve a lot of each other's challenges in that kind of handover of once a product arrives in a roastery. Yeah. I've got to get it into my software. Oh. How do I get it into my software? Oh. And and it's a little bit nerdy, but the traditional way that uh, trading companies manage the yeah. the data is very messy. Sure. So we can actually clean and standardize it through our platform so that it can integrate into these things seamlessly. 
So we no longer have to compromise about the richness of information that we put into our roasting software because it's automatically done for us, um, which is a little window into something we're working on, but it's super, super exciting. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh, mate. Well, uh, that's exciting. We'll, I've got one last yeah, one yeah. last question for you. Right. It's not Green Square related, but um, it is, uh, you know, we'll talk about the best coffee experiences, mm-hmm. but let's talk about, let's end on a low note, which is... Uh, what is the worst coffee experience that you've ever had? Please don't use names because we don't want to troll anybody. Yeah. But no names. That's a hard one. I think the worst experience is instead of saying with someone else, I'd say times where I've let myself down with my coffee. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Tell so me I would, I would lo- I'd rather take ownership of it and be like, oh, there's actually times where it's like, I could have done that better. Yeah. Or I could have done this better. So I don't know. I think if something pops to mind for me, it would be, there's a couple, but yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I'm too... I'm, Look, I'm the I, same. I yeah. would actually struggle to find like one, uh, I'm not sort of actively looking mm. for uh, problems when I go into a cafe yeah. and I think that's part of it. Like yeah. I'm hard to offend. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm really hard I think, hard I, to I think I'm the same. I'm like water off a duck's back. I'm like, yeah. if someone starts to, I'm like, cool. I'm Someone's very, having a bad day. I'm very drama day. adverse in yeah. my life, yeah. in, in my life, in my businesses and everything I do. So it's like, there's drama. It's like, cool, let's find a solution or let's, let's move, let's not work together. That's yes. cool. Yeah. It's super simple. Um, so yeah, I don't know. There's, there's always those experiences, but yeah, I, I almost think back to the way that like we talked about, you know, gatekeepers mm. in coffee and there yeah, was, there was yeah. a time in my career where I was like that. Like the first time I started to roast. I used to own my own cafe on the Central Coast. My brothers yes. and sisters and I owned it. And then I started to roast. They trusted me. I went to Sydney. I learned about coffee. And I was like, I'm going to come back and save everyone. I know what's going on. Right, right. And that's something that was actually a really bad experience because like we were we were, we were were going through about 60 kilos a week. And I just sure. changed our product overnight. Yeah, wow. Like we were doing a full-bodied kind of a traditional Naples Italian-style roast. Yep. I went light. I went sweet. I went acidic. Yeah. And I was like, these... Like, you, you know, these these plebs. Don't you're like, understand. everyone needs to be educated. Exactly. Right. They don't understand what I'm about to bring to them. Sure. And I, like our business dropped in like a fortnight. And my brothers and sisters were like, hey, we love you and we trust you, but <laughs> you kind of fix you, it. You're kind like, of wrecking our, yeah, our business. Yeah, fix right. it. And it was one of those things where like that was my thing where I was more important than the customer. Yeah. And it's not that at all. I wasn't listening to my customer. I was listening to myself and my ego about I know how to do something. I'm going to do it to the top mm. level that I can and you will get in line and it was like, oh, okay, I actually have to listen to the person on the other side of the bar. So well, that's a great that's, I think that's, that's what I would thought. say my worst one would be. <laughs> be like, yeah. it's me. No, yeah. no, no, that's cool. And and sort of probably, you know, sort of understanding that would be, you know, you've got to respect the customer, the customers that you've got mm. and also know that they're on a journey. And if you do want to shift that needle uh, to specialty coffee it should be done in a gentle and a caring way over the space of time. Mm. Uh, not, you know, nobody likes to have the rug pulled out from underneath them. Yeah. You know, especially they've come to your cafe. Uh, they might have been there for years. Yeah, yeah. Getting that same product, you know, I'm, I'm sure you wouldn't say don't change, but you would say. The big, the big thing for me was I was actually in that scenario. I was actually still able to purchase roast mm. and serve specialty coffee. I just didn't need to slap them in the face with it every time they walked in the door. Yeah. And it turns out I can do all the things that I want to do. I can purchase the way I want to purchase. Mm. I can I can even roast, but maybe I have to learn to roast a little bit more to their liking. Yeah. But I can still do all the things that are actually making us a sustainable industry. I just don't need to, you know, every person who comes in at 6 a.m. for a coffee go, you know what, this is what, and like 
smash them with all this stuff and just be like, oh, actually, I can make these choices. And then when they feel comfortable to ask me about why we do this, then we can provide all those answers. But yeah, I think it's a little bit, that's kind of my approach to it, I'd say, yeah. Is, yeah, you shift the needle slowly. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you, they wouldn't be serving the same coffee today that they was that they were you know 12 13 yeah. years ago it moves and it changes but it slowly yeah 100 percent. don't stress people out too much right <laughs> yeah 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 that's my whole thing it's just like low don't drama. mess with everyone's coffee yeah. like too quickly i'm gonna make you a delicious coffee wherever we are or you know most places are just trying to make you a nice cup just be a good person like just if you don't like the taste of it if you feel comfortable, give them a heads up. Yeah. It's really important that they actually know that communication goes both ways. Yeah, absolutely. But You're then right. it could also be like, oh, actually, their type of coffee is just not for me. So mm. then I can go find it. It's Coffee gets seen as this one universal thing, which yeah. I think is, is inappropriate and is actually that shift is happening. Mm. But it's like we talk about wine and it's like you could like red wine, white wine, natural wines, like wines from this country, wines from this region. Like yeah. there's so many, so much more diversity to it that you can expect to have a, if you say I like wine, they go, oh, what type of wine? <laughs> I like coffee. They don't go what type of coffee. No. So we're getting there. And we're building that that kind of understanding of like identifying what is actually right for certain people. It's oh, so that. it's so versatile. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. And but the future's bright, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The future yeah. of specialty coffee is a bright one. Definitely. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah, there's like there's so many opportunities in it. There's so many good people in our industry as well. Like obviously yeah. as you know. Yeah. But there's just so many good people who are doing amazing work that oh, I can't absolutely. see what I can't wait to see what they do with it. Like it's exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming in. No worries, mate. Thanks for having us. If people want to follow along on the Green Square journey, yeah. uh, social media. Yeah, greensquare.co um, yep. for Instagram, LinkedIn. We do a little bit of activity on there. We are a startup, so I do it's most of it. So. And, it's, and it's only going to start to ramp up. Yeah, so. yeah. So we ramp up on there, but you can always contact us via there or if you go to our website at www.greensquare.co. Um, you can get in touch with us without anything. Um, but yeah, we're really excited. And, and if there is any questions on the back, we just reach out. Very good. Well, thanks for coming in. Yeah, really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Look, look forward to seeing what Green Square does. Yeah. And uh, you know, we might check in a little bit later on. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. See what's happening. Awesome. Anyway, thanks, mate. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon.